Welcome to Interwork with Marianne Walker, certified life coach for the helpers, healers, and anyone who wants to up-level their life. Life is what you make it, and here we make life pretty great. Come on in. Feelings, nothing more than feelings. Feelings are a big deal, right? We write songs about them. We talk about them. We share them with others. We seek them out. How we are feeling is what shapes how we show up in the world. They are so important for so many reasons. And today we're going to address just some of the reasons why they are such a big deal. So our feelings are what drive our actions. Oftentimes I'll ask my teenager, like, why she didn't get an assignment turned in on time? And she says, oh, I just wasn't feeling motivated or I was feeling lazy. And other times I'll notice that her bedroom has now been totally rearranged and reorganized. And I'll say, wow, like what happened? <laughs> she says, oh, I was feeling motivated or I was feeling energized or, oh, I was just super excited to create something new. Feelings are what drives our actions. And you will notice that even with our goal setting, the reason why we want the thing that we want, the reason why we're setting their goal is because of how we think achieving that goal is going to make us feel. We want to be thin and rich and in an amazingly fulfilling relationship because of how we think all of those things will make us feel. So what is a feeling? A feeling is a vibration in our body caused by a sentence in our brain. And that's it. It is just a vibration in our body caused by a sentence in our brain. As you will remember from previous episodes, and if you're new here, I highly recommend starting at the beginning. It is not our circumstances that create our emotions, but it is what we are thinking about our circumstances that creates our emotions. So to illustrate this point, let's play a little game, shall we? You know how I love a good game. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say a sentence, and I want you to see what comes up for you. Okay, notice your thoughts and your feelings around this sentence I'm going to say. Okay, ready? Here it is. I love you. Okay, so sit with it. What's coming up for you when I say that? Do you believe me? Do you not believe me? <laughs> are you feeling warm and fuzzy? Or are you experiencing resistance? What is coming up for you? So maybe you're thinking, love me, you don't even know me. And if that is the thought that you're thinking, then what emotion does that bring up for you? Because it's the sentence in our brain that creates our emotion. And when we're able to separate out the thought from the feeling, then we can receive so much information. So using this example, let's think up some possible thoughts that we might have around my telling you that I love you, as well as some possible emotions. So for example, if you're thinking, you can't love somebody that you don't know, then one emotion you might feel around this might be smug. And if so, what does smug feel like in your body? Like for me, it feels kind of similar to amusement. I feel a little bit lighter. I maybe get like a little dopamine hit from it. It's kind of like when I get an answer right on Jeopardy and I'm just like, hmm, I knew it. <laughs> so, so yeah, so smugness for me is just that feeling of being right. And isn't that an interesting thing to observe? Because really in the long run, it doesn't benefit us at all to believe that somebody doesn't love us when they tell us that they do. And, and, you know, we do that oftentimes just because we want to be right, but it is an interesting thing to observe in our own minds because oftentimes we seek out these particular emotions because our brain truly believes that it is more important to be right than it is to be happy. And isn't that fascinating? <laughs> so, okay. So here's another thought. So when I say, I love you, then you might be thinking, you know what? Like when you say it, I actually believe it. 
And when you open yourself up to this thought, then you may experience the emotion of love yourself. And if so, like, how does love feel in your body? For me, then love feels warm and expansive. It's light in my chest. It's open. And I notice that my body kind of has a tendency to want to move towards those around me that I, that I have the feeling of love for. So of course, there are countless ways that you could think and feel about my telling you that I love you. So really get curious about what thought came into your head when I said that I love you, and then get curious about what feeling comes in with that thought and how that emotion feels in your body. Emotions can be great messengers. They can tell us when something is working for us. Uh, They can also let us know when something needs to change, and they can be great indicators as to what it is that we are currently creating. And because we are humans with very, very human brains, we tend to seek out the quote-unquote positive emotions, and we resist the quote-unquote negative emotions. Our brains, just because we have, we're born with primitive brains, all of us are, but our brains naturally want to seek out pleasure and minimize pain or discomfort, and also wants to exert minimal effort. So in other words, we're naturally pretty lazy. (laughs) We want it all, and we also want to have it with very little actual investment. But when we behave through this primal mind, through that, you know, seeking out pleasure and minimizing pain and discomfort and reducing effort, then we're actually creating a net negative experience for ourselves oftentimes. So let me explain. So let's say that I am experiencing the emotion of left out. This can be a very big deal for many people because historically speaking, if we are left out of the cave or left out of the tribe, we will be more likely to starve to death, to be eaten by a wild animal, or to die due to exposure to the elements. We all crave community. We no longer live in caves, but our bodies oftentimes react in very similar ways as our ancestors did around that emotion of being left out. It's just how we've been genetically created. So let's get a little bit curious for a moment. What do you do right now when you are feeling left out? How do you show up in the world through that emotion? The most common thing that my clients tell me that they do when they're feeling left out is jump on social media, which is a form of buffering from their emotions. So rather than feeling their emotions around feeling left out, then instead they're trying to numb them by distracting themselves online or doing whatever they need to do to prevent themselves from actually experiencing that feeling and admitting that it actually exists. And this often means that rather than calling a friend and having an actual conversation with an actual human, or maybe even inviting someone to join them for lunch, um, then in other words, like rather than actually exerting effort to create more supportive results, then they passively pick up their phone and they scroll social media and then it is perpetuating these feelings of isolation. They're under the false assumption that this false pleasure of scrolling will somehow create true genuine connection, rather than seeing that this is in fact a counterfeit for connection. And when they do this, then they're often left feeling even more isolated and alone and unfulfilled. And additionally, they're also usually beating themselves up for endlessly scrolling and for their passive action. So now like they've created a situation where they're not only feeling bad and feeling left out, but they're also feeling bad about feeling bad because they don't like how they're showing up from that emotion. So yeah, so that means that they're feeling even worse than they even need to. Practice feeling your feelings. It sounds super woo-woo, but truly, practice feeling your feelings. Oftentimes, the worst thing that can happen is a feeling. 
you know, we think in our heads that the worst thing that will happen is that we'll fall on our way up to the stage and trip on our face, right? <laughs> but really what we fear is the feeling of embarrassment. We think that the worst thing that can happen is that we won't get invited to that party, when really what we're fearing is the feeling of being left out. We think that the worst thing that can happen is that we'll get fired, but really we fear the feeling of inadequacy. So what might happen if I just allowed the emotion of left out and I just sat with it rather than buffering it away with social media or food or whatever your go-to buffer is? What if I just allowed it? Life is 50-50. It's 50% positive and 50% negative. It just is. And I'm sure that many of you will want to argue that you would prefer to have it be 80% positive and 20% negative. But here's the thing. Life is just 50-50. It just is. <laughs> and the only way that this balance will change is if we choose to buffer our emotions. But now we know that when we buffer and create false pleasure, we actually end up being more miserable than we were in the first place because now not only do we feel bad, but we feel bad about feeling bad. So while the scale can change a little bit from the 50-50, generally speaking, it is in the less desirable direction. But by simply allowing for the emotion, by sitting with it, we will actually overall be more happy because now we feel okay about feeling bad rather than feeling bad about feeling bad. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> so now how do we feel our feelings? I encourage you to come into your body to feel it. So often we get so caught up in our story about why we're feeling the way that we're feeling, or maybe we're judging why we shouldn't be feeling the feeling that we're feeling. And it's good to notice the thoughts around this because they're what create our emotions, but there are also huge benefits to being able to just sit with that emotion and feel into it. Resisting emotion is much like trying to hold a beach ball under the water. It may work for a little while, but eventually that thing is going to pop up out of the water when our arms get tired. And when it does, then we have very little control over what direction it's going to go. More than likely, it's going to come up and just smack us in the face. <laughs> Another possibility is it may hit somebody else in the, in, in the face, right? Or it may even jump all the way out of the pool. But if we can just allow the ball to come to the surface and observe it, then we can have a lot more control over what happens. Sometime today, try setting a timer for just 60 seconds and allow yourself to feel your feelings. Let go of the story in your head and just identify and feel your feelings. I used to do this with my kids quite a bit. I purchased an e emotion dictionary and we would just flip through it at the dinner table and pick an emotion and kind of go around the table and ask the kids, what does that emotion feel like in your body? Sometimes if it's any, especially if it's an emotion that we've been resisting, then creating space outside of us experiencing the emotion personally can be a very good way to process it. And in fact, that's something that you've actually been doing on purpose for quite a while now. <laughs> so for example, when you go to watch a movie, um, then you're essentially choosing to feel these feelings for a sh short amount of time. We're choosing to feel love, rage, fear, grief, a whole slew of emotions, and we are choosing it willingly, knowing that in 90 minutes or so, we can walk out of the theater and go on with our lives. So practice feeling on purpose for yourself. It doesn't need to be for the full 90 minutes like a movie, though it could be, but try setting a timer for just 60 seconds or maybe for two minutes or whatever. And rather than using that time to scroll social media, focus on just seeing what that emotion feels like in your body. You may, it may even be helpful to ask yourself questions. For example, where is it located in my body? How big is it? Is it hard or is it soft? Is it hollow or is it solid? Is it prickly or is it smooth? What color is it? 
Does it move? Is it pulsating? Or is it staying in the same place like a rock? And just notice also at the end of the designated time, just be curious about it and see, okay, has anything changed in the feeling or the sensations that come with this emotion as I've just sat and observed it and just become a curious observer? That's a very good way to get out of the story in your head to just become a curious observer. We often fear our emotions, but do you want to know what the secret is to a successful life? <laughs> the secret to a successful life is allowing for emotions and showing up anyway. Every single time that I hit record for this podcast or anytime I go to record a reel, I wonder if I have something to offer. I wonder if I have any value to put out into the world. I wonder how I will be received. I wonder if the Instagram algorithms are going to work for me or against me this time. I'm still trying to figure those out. <laughs> I wonder if anybody besides my mom or my sister will actually listen. And all of these thoughts can create feelings of fear, anxiety, and insecurity. And do you know what I do with all those feelings? I just allow for those feelings. I acknowledge that they are there and I choose to show up anyway. And what is also true is that at the same time that I'm experiencing all of these negative emotions, I'm experiencing some positive ones too, because life is 50-50, right? So while I am experiencing fear, anxiety, and insecurity, I am also experiencing excitement, love, and increased confidence. I'm excited about building my community. I love all of those that log on to listen and all those that comment and share. And I experience joy around building this tribe. And I also experience more confidence as I build evidence for myself that I will show up even when I'm feeling insecure and afraid. And it's a whole slew of emotions every time that I show up. And that is the human experience. We act through our emotions. If I decided to stay in the emotion of insecurity or resist it, and I was focusing on, no, 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 don't think about insecurity. You know, it's, it's the idea of don't think about pink elephants, right? What's the result that I would create? I would be more focused on the emotion of insecurity, and I would probably stay in my cave, and I would never put myself out there. But my bringing this emotion into my conscious awareness and just allowing that vibration to just exist, I'm able to observe it from a place of non-judgment and curiosity and actually observe, oh, well, this is interesting. What is this creating for me? And I can then become a more intentional creator in my life. If I just started scrolling Facebook as soon as that emotion even hinted at being present, if I essentially denied its existence, it would be like holding that beach ball under the water, right? And I, I would try and I would try and I wouldn't ever really learn how to navigate this world with that emotion being present. I would be halted in my progression. And since I'm a human and insecurity is just part of the human experience, I know that processing insecurity is not necessarily a one and done thing, right? Wouldn't that be amazing if it was? <laughs> but I know that I'm going to have to feel and process it many times over. But knowing that I can choose that and also choose to move forward anyway. But I have to acknowledge its presence and bring it into my conscious awareness. Otherwise, I will just continue to buffer and keep trying to hold it under the water. So this week, work on being curious about the sentences in your brain and what emotions those thoughts are creating for you. Set a timer and just practice allowing for emotion. Or when you're watching a movie, notice, okay, this is interesting. I notice I'm experiencing this emotion and it's okay for it to be there. And with practice, then exercising your, you know, your ability to feel all these emotions that will become your superpower. Because when you recognize that the worst thing that can happen is a feeling, then the whole world opens up.
So I have a little bit of fun news and a quick favor to ask as we wrap up. First, the fun news. This podcast is officially in the top 50% of podcasts, and it's just a teeny tiny little baby, and that makes me so happy. So how exciting is that? I just want to thank each of you for the love and support and for showing up each week. It has been super cool to see how consistent the numbers have been from week to week, which tells me that it's the same people showing up week after week. So thank you. It really means a lot to me. And if you're one of those people that's showing up week after week and you're really enjoying this podcast, please feel free to share your favorite episode with a friend or family member. And pretty please, if you don't mind, leave me a comment or a or a review either here on the podcast or on Facebook. It really does help me to see what content is valuable to you so that I can show up in more supportive ways for you as a listener and also helps us to grow our amazing community. I just love all of the connections that that have been made over the course of this podcast. It's been super fun. So thank you so much. I love you, whether you believe it or not, (laughs) and whatever you choose to think about it. So I hope you have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye now. Hey, (laughs) have you been enjoying this podcast and do you feel like you personally have benefited? And maybe you're even looking for more ways to connect with me. If so, keep listening. I'm going to have something special to offer. I'm going to release it on Thanksgiving Day. I'll let my podcast listeners know about it first. So you can be the first ones to know about it and reserve your seat first. Um, Space will be limited. So make sure that you listen on Thanksgiving Day and act fast. I'll see you then. Bye.